Well, good morning, Crossroads family, and happy Easter. We are so glad that you joined us today to celebrate not only the love that Jesus has for us, but the new life that we have in him. That's what Easter is all about. And today as we continue our series called You Are Love, what we are doing is we are celebrating the change. And make no mistake, you guys, we have a lot to celebrate right now. I told you last week that we had had 38 people made decisions for Christ two weeks ago. Guys, last Sunday we had 35 more people make decisions for Christ. It's extraordinary what is happening right now. We have all kinds of opportunities right now that we've been living into where we're able to meet the needs of people in our community and form new partnerships. If I told you everything that's going on behind the scenes right now, it would blow your mind. Just know this, God is moving, God is working, and there are exciting days ahead for us here at Crossroads. Now on top of that, we get to celebrate with 15 people today, 15 people who are making that next step in their faith and being baptized. We have an extraordinary celebration ahead. Now this all ties into this series, You Are Loved, right? Last week we talked about the reality that the mission of Crossroads, the why behind everything that we do is all about connecting people with God. And we talked about the reality that you are loved. God loves you and there is nothing you can do about it. He loves you and there is nothing you can do about it. There's nothing in your past that keeps you from that love. There's nothing so bad that keeps you from being forgiven by God. He loves you. Bottom line, end of sentence, there is nothing that you can do about it. What a great selfless love that God has for us. That's what we celebrated last week. This week we celebrate the change. We celebrate the reality that God loves you just the way you are, but he refuses to leave you that way. He wants you to become more like him. And what we're going to recognize today as we lean into some scripture and celebrate Easter is the reality that in light of this unbelievable love that God has for us, in light of the price that he has paid for our sin by dying on that cross, by suffering the way that he did, by being buried for three days and then rising again from the grave, we realize that that encounter with that kind of love, it changes everything. It demands a response. We realize that before I met Jesus, it was a different life. And after I've encountered Jesus, everything changes. And we're gonna lean into that today and celebrate the change that we have in Jesus because of the extraordinary selfless and sacrificial love that he has for us. It's a great day to celebrate as we celebrate Easter. Jesus is alive, and here's what we celebrate regarding that in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It says this, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. This is an extraordinary verse that is just full of wisdom and truth because it declares the reality that when I encounter Jesus, the old life is gone. I have been made new, everything changes, and it's all because of the fact that Jesus made the first move. He loved me with this selfless and sacrificial love. He paid a price that I could not pay. My salvation is something I cannot earn. It's something that I don't deserve. It is only because of God's sacrificial love that I am able to experience a, a growth and a reconciliation of my relationship with God. What has been broken uh, since Adam and Eve ate the fruit in the garden has now been restored, all because of this extraordinary gift that Jesus has given us. 
by paying the price we could not pay on that, on that cross. I don't know if you've ever received a gift that was important to you. Uh, this football here is one of those gifts for me. Uh, and I'll tell you why it's important. Uh, for the last five or six years at least, there's been a tradition in the Fisher family. Every fall, uh, my dad and my two boys and I get some tickets and we go to a Notre Dame football game together and we have a great time. Now, I need to remind you, uh, in the olden days, there used to be sports. There were these large events, gatherings of people by the thousands. We would gather in stadiums and cheer for people playing sports. I know it sounds crazy, but these things really happened back in the olden days. And they were great times. What great memories we have uh, sharing with my dad, with my boys, just great family times. Well, I have a friend of mine who a few years ago bought a Notre Dame game ball for me. I mean, this is extraordinary. This is a Notre Dame game ball. I don't know who's touched this ball, but someone very famous. I know it has to be true. Uh, But here's the thing. It's meaningful because there's significance to that, right? I tie that with an important moment in my life. It brings back great memories. That was a meaningful gift that means something to me. Well, when you compare the greatest gift you've been given, I, I guarantee you it pales in comparison to what Jesus has done for you. Because this price that he paid for each and every one of us on the cross is a gift that changes everything. Because when I encounter this love of Jesus, this sacrificial love, my old life, it's gone. That old life that was consumed with things that don't mean anything. It's consumed with the pursuit of all these things that the world has to offer, my pursuit of of pleasure and the drive for possessions and power. All of these things that take me farther than I want to go and never satisfy That old life is gone. When I encountered the love of Jesus, I'm changed. There is new life, real life, that I can live to the full. Life that is marked by real hope and real joy and real peace because that relationship that was broken has been restored. And Jesus was the only person, God in the flesh, who could make that relationship right. It's an unbelievable gift. And that's what we celebrate on Easter. The death could not hold Jesus The grave could not hold him. He conquered death and the grave. He is alive. And so what you recognize is is the significance of that because God's love is sacrificial. The death of Jesus is no joke. He was beaten. Uh, He was broken. He, He suffered greatly. And then it says in Luke 23 that as they led him away, two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with him. When they came to a place called the skull, they nailed him to the cross And the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. I find this to be one of the most extraordinary moments in Scripture. This is Jesus after he has suffered, he has been beaten, he has been nailed to the cross. And in the middle of all this pain, while he is literally dying, his mind is still laser-focused on his mission. He came to seek and save that which was lost. So while these people are causing him suffering and inflicting pain and death upon him, his mindset is such that he is still able to say in this moment of pain, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. This is the kind of selfless and sacrificial love that Jesus has for you. This is the gift that he's given us. And you guys, this gift isn't cheap. It is of the utmost importance. It's a price that none of us could pay. This is what Jesus did for us. And let's recognize today, the sacrificial love of Jesus saves me. 
There's nothing I could do on my own. I don't deserve it. I couldn't earn it. This is a price that Jesus paid for me, and it is significant. It saves me. I love what Paul says about this in Romans chapter 6 because he really hits home this idea that this has to change me. I can't encounter this kind of love and not be changed. This love, when I experience this in my life, it demands a response. And so this is what Paul writes in Romans 6. He says, well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more grace, more of his wonderful love in our lives? Like, can we keep on sinning so that somehow this makes his love greater for us? He's saying, no, of course not. Since we have died to sin, the old life, how can we continue to live in it? This is what it looks like when we say, I encounter the love of Jesus, and, and that love demands a response. That means I can't go on living my old life. No, that means I recognize the love that God has for me, and then I choose to bury that old life. I choose to love him with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength, and I let him change me. And that kind of love, it demands a response. And if we don't respond that way, we are just cheapening his grace. We are cheapening this extraordinarily priceless gift that God has given us. Man, this gift that I was given, this Notre Dame game ball, which, you know, is pretty expensive. This is not a cheap gift, and it's also a meaningful gift, right? Uh, it's a gift that I had on a bookshelf in my office for quite some time. Well, we had to do some remodeling. I had to do some painting. and ended up in the basement for a couple months, and then it just kind of disappeared. And I realized one day, well, where's my football at? What's going on? I need this game ball. This is important to me. I found it in my garage, Ends up, my kids had been playing outside with the neighbors with my Notre Dame game ball. Are you kidding me? It's unbelievable. You talk about taking, a, taking this unbelievable gift for granted really cheapens things. I mean, I guess you win some and you lose some. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I, I don't know if I just broke something or not, but that was fun to do. You know, another illustration of that while we're talking about this is my Uncle Richard. My Uncle Richard, when he was growing up, he collected baseball cards, namely New York Yankees baseball cards because he was a huge Yankees fan. Now, being a Red Sox fan, I find that highly offensive, but he's family, so I'll let it go. Here's the thing. My Uncle Richard, when he was growing up in the late 50s and early 60s, all he collected in his baseball cards were New York Yankees players. He had hundreds of Mickey Mantle baseball cards. Now, I want you to let that settle, settle in for a second because I Googled this. Mickey Mantle baseball cards today are worth anywhere from between about $6,000 to $35,000, even $50,000 per baseball card, depending on which one you have. I mean, this baseball card collection is worth a fortune. Here's what happened. My Uncle Richard went off to college, moved out of the house, left his baseball card collection at home. What did my grandma do? She was a great Sunday school teacher. She gave away those baseball cards to kids who would come to Sunday school and memorize Bible verses or listen good in Sunday school. Over the course of time, she gave away all of his Mickey Mantles, all of his old Yankees baseball cards to these kids who undoubtedly used them in the spokes of their bicycles or used them to pick their teeth. They, did have, they just had no idea the value of the gift that they had been given, right? And needless to say, my uncle wasn't too happy about that. Again, as a Red Sox fan, I kind of find that mildly amusing. Now, here's the thing. The gift that God has given us is more valuable than that. It has eternal significance. Jesus paid the price that we could not pay. It is through Jesus that our relationship with God that has been broken is restored. 
man, that old life that led me nowhere, I get to bury it. And I get to experience new life in Jesus. That's what we celebrate today on Easter Sunday. We celebrate this love that Jesus has for us. We celebrate the new life that we have in him because, you guys, it changes everything. Man, I love that. So you realize in Romans 6, as it continues, he says, we can't continue living in sin, or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. This is huge in terms of its symbolism because you realize that when you are baptized, when you get dunked in that water, what that symbolizes is that you are being buried with Christ. That's a symbolism that you are burying your old life. I mean, talk about a picture of finality, of saying, this old life is gone. I'm burying that. It is dead. And when I'm raised out of the water, that symbolizes the new life that I have in Jesus. Everything is made new. And so what you realize when you're talking about that level of symbolism in light of the gift that God has given us, the response that is demanded from us is simply, this old life of mine, it has to go. That has to be my response. It's time to bury the old life because I've got something new in Jesus that's unlike anything I've ever had before. It brings me hope, hope for today, hope for tomorrow, hope for eternity It brings me real joy that nothing can take away. It gives me peace that passes all understanding. Why? Because my relationship with God has been restored. I am his child. I am dearly and deeply loved by him, and he has changed me. And that's why we celebrate. That's why Easter is so significant. I have new life in Jesus. And so what you recognize is, The sacrificial love of Jesus, it saves me, right? He paid the price that I could not pay. That's a big deal. It's a gift that is unmatched at any level. But we also realize that the sacrificial love of Jesus separates me because that old life is gone. I'm now living into this new life. It's time to bury the old life. It's over. It has got to go because there's this realization when I encounter the love of Jesus, the selfless sacrificial love that he has for me, the realization that he loves me. There's nothing I can do about it. He loves me just the way I am, but he doesn't want me to stay this way. He wants me to become more like him. When I encounter that love, when I have that realization, there's just that enlightening moment where you realize This life that I've been living, I don't want to live this way anymore. This life I've been living, I can't live this way anymore. Man, Jesus speaks to this in the parable of the prodigal son, where the prodigal son has been given this enormous inheritance. He actually demanded it. He wanted his inheritance before the father died. He takes his money and it says he squandered it in wild living. Before he knew it, all of his money, this great gift that he had been given, had been squandered. He found himself laying in the pen with pigs, eating the food that they would feed the pigs every morning. And it says that after he had hit rock bottom, that this prodigal son, it says he came to his senses And when you read scripture, you realize that's the same terminology, that he came to this place of repentance where he realized, I don't want to live this way anymore. I I can't live this way anymore. And in the story, he has this realization that, you know, even in my father's house, his workers have better lives than this. If he won't receive me as his son, maybe I can get a job working from my dad. It's that moment of repentance where you realize, man, I, I can't live this way any longer. 
It's that moment where you realize I need to bury my old life and embrace the new life that God has for me. And what's extraordinary about that story, a moment that I usually get emotional about when I talk about, is that moment when the prodigal son returns home. He's uncertain of how the father is going to receive him. It says that when the father sees him coming from a long distance off, that he sees his son, he recognizes him, and he runs to him and embraces him, and he says, welcome home, son. He begins to celebrate because what was lost has now been found. You guys, this is the picture of the love that God has for you. He loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it. He loves you, but he refuses to leave you the way you are. It's time to bury that old life. He wants you to become more like him. He wants you to dive in and fully experience this new life that's only available through him. This is a gift that we have been given that we cannot squander. We cannot take this for granted. It goes on to say in Romans 6, it says, And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. This is really significant because what we see is that the sacrificial love of God, it saves me. He paid the price I could not pay. It separates me. The old life is gone. I have new life. I get to celebrate the way that God has changed me. But it doesn't stop there because the sacrificial love of Jesus, it sanctifies me. Let's talk about what that means. It means that I now have the power to become more like Jesus. Not only is Jesus alive, he's alive in me. He gives me the power to overcome my habits and temptations that I faced in my old life. He gives me the power to become more like him. This is extraordinary. I can surrender. I can say, God, I don't want to live this way. I can't live this way anymore. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like you. And he gives us the power to become more like him. He sanctifies us. He purifies us through and through. And when you're living a life that's marked by just full surrender, saying, Jesus, I want to become more, more like you, daily burying the old life and pursuing the new life, you guys, that changes everything. That's fully living into this new life that God longs for you to experience, that life that he created you for. This is the relationship that he wants to have with you, where there's no barriers, there's no wall between you and him. It's just full surrender. It's encountering his love and being forever changed. That's the way he demands that we live. That's the way he demands we respond. He wants us to just pursue him with reckless abandon. He wants us to recognize how desperately and deeply he loves us. And he just wants us to celebrate that change in our lives because that is where life is truly lived to the fullest. You guys, he's alive. That's what we celebrate today. I love this passage of scripture in Luke chapter 24. It says very early on Sunday morning, Easter Sunday morning, what we're celebrating today. It says the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. And that's what we're celebrating today. Jesus is alive. Death could not hold him. The grave could not keep him. He is alive, and he is alive in me. He is alive in you. When we say yes to Jesus, when we invite him into our hearts, 
He not only forgives us of our sins and gives us new life, he gives us the power to bury that old life and to just every single day become more and more like him. And you guys, this is the life that is worth celebrating. This is the life with peace and joy and hope that you can't find anywhere else. This is the life that he created you for. And so that's what we celebrate. When we talk about the celebration of baptism, it's the celebration of changed lives. That's people who have identified, I need Jesus, and they are identifying in front of all of us that they belong to him. They're burying the old life, and they're saying, I'm committing today to live for Jesus. We are celebrating that changed life. What was lost is found. This is an extraordinary celebration of new life made possible completely because of what Jesus has done for us. That's what we're celebrating today. I close where we started with 2 Corinthians 5. It says, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. I want you to know today, more than anything else, you are loved. God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it. But even more, God loves you, but he refuses to leave you the way you are. He wants you to become more like him. Let's consider today as we celebrate the fact that Jesus is alive, the fact that he calls us to new life in him. I want to encourage you today that if you're experiencing this with us right now, that if you sense that Jesus is speaking to you, your heart's beating 100 beats a minute right now and it's going crazy, it's pounding out of your chest, you're realizing that you need to say yes to Jesus, I want you to know that he died for you. He longs to have a relationship with you. He longs for you to be able to bury your old life and experience new life, real life in him. And if you want that joy, if you want that peace, if you want to experience that hope, that is real, that hope is found when you say yes to Jesus. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, he gave Jesus, so that whoever believes in him will not perish, will not die, but have everlasting life. That's the gift that he has given you today. I just encourage you and I invite you today. What are you waiting for? It's time to say yes to Jesus. I want to take this to the next level because you might be here today and you said yes to Jesus a long time ago, but you've been struggling in your relationship with God because you've been holding on to some things that you know you really shouldn't be. There are some barriers that have built up in your life between you and Jesus, some walls that are keeping you from living into this life that you know he's calling you to. I would encourage you today that if you've been holding on to some stuff, it's time to bury the old life and start living into this new life that God has called you to. This is life to the fullest. This is a life like, unlike any other. While the life that this world offers, the pursuit of pleasure and possessions and power, it leads you farther than you ever wanted to go and it never fulfills you. The life that Jesus gives us is filled with true joy. It's filled with true peace. It's filled with hope for today, for tomorrow, for eternity, because it's based in this sacrificial love, this extraordinary gift that Jesus has offered us, new life, life restored with God. So this Easter, let's celebrate the change by leaning into who Jesus is and celebrating the love that he has for us. We have new life in him. Jesus, we thank you today for who you are. 
We ask that you would meet us here today and that you would just help us to celebrate the love that you have for us and the way that you have changed our lives. God, you are good. You love us just the way you are, but you refuse to leave us that way because you want us to become more like you. You want us to know who you are and to live fully into this life that you have created us for. So God, help us to embrace who you are, the fullness of the life that you have given us and offered us here today. Jesus, we love you. We thank you and we praise you for your extravagant love. And we pray this in your holy and mighty name today. Amen.